You are now listening to that meddlesome jerk. Please enjoy responsibly. I think that punishment isn't enough anymore for some people, like just uh, uh, the act of getting punishment like, mm-hmm. or the act of getting punished, it has to be taken to next levels. Kind of like, uh, like saying love, like love now is just like, it's good. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. like, if I told you, like let's say you made a piece of art or you know a website or whatever it is and then you're like what'd you think of it i liked it now like would you, wouldn't you be slightly offended by me saying i liked it because you're I like put effort into it yeah yeah see that's what i'm saying but like when did like want, become a when did like become a bad thing yeah well i think it depends like it depends on the context like if you're commenting on something see like in that particular example if you're commenting on a project that someone you know even someone you don't know is working on and putting effort and time into i think they would want specifics i would assume they would want specifics so i would provide that but like that is yeah i guess that is interesting because like you know can can't you know can be taken not the right way you know it's I like mean, as, that, as subpar well uh that happened with me and my wife once where she asked me about a dinner and she was like well mm-hmm. how did it you know how was it and i was like oh it was good i liked it and it was like oh, just liked it i'm like well yeah i'm not going to be dreaming about it and and you know get the ingredients tattooed on my chest <laughs> like but it was like it was good like I don't know when like good and like became a bad thing mm-hmm. or you have to, like it has to be like, I loved it. I had, or it was amazing. Uh, a baby who is only a month old walking and talking. That's amazing. All right. Like, <laughs> that, yeah, I get it. That's one thing I never understood is like these parents, like the very, the bar is so low. <laughs> like what is like if your child developing like every other child is supposed to is amazing then. Okay, sure. Yeah. Which kind of brings me to something like with, because like Louis C.K. had a bit about you know, these two people walking down the street and being like, that's hilarious. And it's like, was it hilarious as they said it, not even laughing? Mm-hmm. But like when he got in trouble, you know, people got really upset. And I was like, cancel all the shows, do yeah. all the stuff, right? And it's like, okay, let him be punished. Whatever. He did his thing. He apologized for it, whether people it was... People want the extreme, though. I noticed that, too. Like, hyperbolization, people like the extremes. Like, like you know, like the Karens that are being racist and filmed, you know? It's not enough for them to lose their job. You mm-hmm. know, like, yes, I feel like they do need to be held accountable up to a certain point, but, like, you know, when what, what is that point? Where do you yeah. stop? Until she's homeless? until she kills herself like where do you stop where is that point and i don't think anybody can really give you a solid answer on where that point is 
but that doesn't stop them from, you know, from not stopping, you know what I mean? Like they, you know, enough, you know, they don't really know when to say enough is enough. And I think it's because nobody really knows the definition or the societal definition of enough when it comes to those situations. Well, I think um, you bring up something that kind of brings things full circle too. of, of in the beginning of all of this, we were talking about things driven by emotion. Mm-hmm. Where, where you know what I mean? It's not a black and white of like, all right, you stole the piece of candy. I don't know. Fucking do some community service. Or, you know, you murdered your wife. You get life in prison. Mm-hmm. It's like they see something and they get so angry. And it's like, nope, that's not good enough. He needs to be sent to life in prison and then granted immortality so he can spend even more time in prison. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember like, what's it called um when that when that when that kid who raped the girl behind the dumpster oh yeah when people were like really upset now i know this is a very sensitive subject and it's gonna seem like i'm about to justify what he did i am not by any means fuck that guy but when he got in trouble and they're like, no, you need to take away a scholarship. You need to do this. He needs to go to prison for this X amount of time. He needs to, you know, like they were stacking on the things. I'm like, mm-hmm. you realize he has made national, if not world news for being a rapist. Like, do you see his life being great? You know what I mean? Like, even if he never spent mm-hmm. a day in jail, he's always going to be like, hey, aren't you that guy who raped that girl behind a dumpster? Yeah, I don't know about it. I feel like but, consequences are consequences. If somebody that, again, you know, double standard in our society because of racism, if if other others who have done the same that he has done get jail time, then so should he. But, like, this whole ruining his life, you know, I, I do think that is a bit extreme. Because, like, send him to jail, put him on the sexual predator list so, you know, other people don't fall to the same victim that he, you know, crime that he committed. And just, yeah. you know, do what you do for everybody else. But the whole, like, ruining his life forever, like, being on the predator list is kind of ruins your life, you know? Like, I don't think I've ever had a, and it's, I've never heard of anybody being on that list and being happy about it. That's my point. That was my point where it was, like, people were so angry that, like, he did, and it's, like, yes, it's you know he comes from a rich family and in justice he didn't get the same you know criminal or the same um like court treatment that some like someone else would have gotten right mm. but like uh i like but yeah but he, he he's gonna be on this list and he's still going to he's made headlines as being a fucking rapist so i'm like that already is a punishment I'm like, you realize, like, yeah, he may be able to walk free, but people are going to hate him. He's going to walk into a Starbucks and they're going to fucking spit in his drinks or throw it at him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so justice wins? Like, sure, he didn't go to prison, but fucking, like, I would almost rather him be out and face the public for his crimes and have, you know what I mean? Like, have that kind of backlash than go to prison. Like, so say he went to prison for six months and it was just a normal, a normal thing. Like it wouldn't have made headlines. I you know what I mean? Which made his, reason. 
I think that's another reason why it, it was so um, controversial. Oh, I think that's another reason so many people focused on it because they knew they knew what was going to happen, you know, and they were kind of trying to stop it. They knew that this was a, a white young man from a very, you know, a family that had generational wealth and subsequently power as well and influence. And they knew that he was probably going to get rid, you know, get away with a, uh, with a slap on the wrist for what he did. And again, people's kind of like, people's desire to see, you know, that hammer fall uh, wanted to make sure it did. And by doing so, they kind of did go overboard. Because like everybody, you know what I mean? Like everybody wants to see the bad guy get his just desserts. And they kind of, and, and, and to this day, I still don't think he, like, what did he serve? Like he got off, didn't he get like, uh, he didn't get that much jail time, if I remember correctly. Like he was out soon on good behavior or something. It wasn't very much time. I don't think it was very much time. I, someone fact, fact check me if I'm wrong. I'm probably going to open Google right now as we speak, but he, I don't, he, he, that was the big outrage. He did not get, an, you know, considering, I guess, in perspective of other cases of other people who have committed the same crime, he got basically what was equivalent to a slap on the wrist or a very uh, light sentencing and that's what upset people so much and that honestly that's what upset me a lot about that case as well because you know you see someone white rich and powerful and you you know because of history you know uh from what people see themselves that they're most likely not going to be held accountable and that's you know back to your point you know uh why would i care about a hollywood celebrity you know you don't until they get in trouble you know you're saying i my life is way harder than yours and you get to get away with something that i could never even though my i work harder and you know probably do more than you yeah and that's it's that it brings it back to the self the focus on the self you know oh well, i'm one thing that i've been a strong advocate for is class not race mm-hmm because as a white guy, and let me just tell you about all my problems and why all yours are null and void for at least two hours. So sit down. Um, <laughs> so for me, as someone who grew up poor, like I've always seen, like, you know, like I've always. I've like I've seen like the like firsthand like the injustices of of like don't talk to cops because they'll just fuck you up or like they're not gonna like they're not your friends you know mm-hmm. um and dude I've been roughed up by the cops on multiple occasions um like me me and my cousin were talking about this because uh, he's half black half Mexican and we did an episode on race and we were talking about you know like my brother who is very much a white looking guy but has been he has been around like hispanic gangs his entire like he joined one in la and then you know what i mean like so i grew up all around that and like if you see him he looks like he's straight out of prison when him and i are in a car together guess how many times we get pulled over if the number is all the time, you've guessed correctly. 
like we can't go anywhere together without getting hassled by the cops. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know what I mean? And, and neither one, like, and so like they just see us and they're like, oh, there's trouble. And, but I've had the same thing with like some of my punk rock friends and it, it like to me, it's, I'm not saying that there's not like uh, racism in our system in, in any of that. But I think like if you are a rich black guy versus mm. a poor black guy, who do you think is going to get treated better? Yeah, do you think I they're going to get the, the equal treatment? Yeah. I think you hit it right on the head. Cause that's one thing that frustrates me. It's that just like drives me up the pole. That's, I think that's the one, the one of the aspects that drives me up the pole the most when it comes to white supremacists, you know, and the Nazis and the KKK members is, I don't think they realize that, or at least they don't want to acknowledge it. You know, they make it all about race, but it's not just race. It's also class because, you know, take rich Republicans, you know, you know, they, you know, they're racist, maybe not out, outwardly, or at least not as much as the guy wearing the hood at the rally down in Santee. But, you know, they have a lot more money and power. And look at their actions and words you know there's like a big divide between the rich racists and the poor racists you know the poor racists think that the rich racists care about them but the sad sad reality no because it's not just about race it has class is the opposite side of the same coin exactly what you said you know a black black person who is poor is will be treated much worse than a black person who is rich because in our society it's the same coin you know they're different faces of the same coin and that's one thing that frustrates me so much when they are just fixated on race and they don't want to acknowledge the other side of class because they truly have been convinced and brainwashed that the rich races care about the poor races and they don't why because statistically speaking you know look at the facts look at the numbers most poor republicans who hold those racist views most racist republicans like people who are conservative are undereducated and poor so mm-hmm. you would think if the rich racists in power cater cared about the poor racists, those numbers would not be the same but they are you know do you think that they would have an eye out you know, an outreached hand, you know, come up here with us. No, they want you to stay down there. The whole concept of gods and clods, you know, Mm -hmm. and that frustrates me so much. I'm like, you're not, don't you realize that you're in the same boat as us? You know, you're not going up and neither are we. And you're like, you're being kept down and so are we, but you are also keeping us down. You have one, some, we have one, I guess, team against you and we have two. So instead of like joining us and like let us rise up together, it's like you just want to like it's it's like bitterness, you know. It's like if you can't you can't get up, neither can I, but you can't, you know. Yeah. So childish. Well, I mean, you already said you already said it like uneducated, which is something that requires resources, which again, it, poor people don't have. You know what I mean? So you you throw that in the mix. So, so it's like, well, don't they understand this? No, because they're stupid. <laughs> like, 
you know, they're, uh, they're I uneducated. I think there's, I think, you know, a lot of people want to politicize it, but I think there is a correlation between educated, you know, look at the numbers. Most Democrats or people who lean left have college degrees. And I think what's so amazing about education and what's so criminal about denying it to people is that education opens your eyes to more than one perspective and you can't really get out of your own perspective a perspective you had all your life until you are given the opportunity to learn another one and you don't really get that opportunity unless you have the resources to, you know, it doesn't matter. Even look at people like, look at the days of the hippies. Those hippies weren't going to college, but they were traveling the world, going to India for spiritual, you know, what quote unquote spiritual awakening. Look at the Beatles, you know, mm-hmm. they weren't going to school. They were the Beatles and like, you know, um, they were very left, you know, very about spiritualism and socialism. They didn't go to school but they had the resources to learn other people's perspectives by traveling, something that requires money, you know? And if you don't have those monetary resources, how are you expected to rise above, you know, your ignorance? You can't, you're kind of, you're like, it's basically you are trapped in ignorance one generation after the next. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we live in a, a day and age where you don't really need to travel anymore. I mean, you can watch all the travel shows on Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the same. It is not the same. I'm not saying that before anyone mm-hmm. starts getting mad at me. <laughs> but, like, you can, you can, you know, read about people's cultures. You can do all that stuff from your house. Like, once again, it's not the same as going there. But it is even easier to stay inside your own little bubble and only browse on Reddit, the things that you want to browse. I mean, that was like, that's one bad thing about Reddit is you can customize your feed Mm -hmm. to where, you know what? I only want to, I only want to do bikinis and machine guns and then pictures of basset hounds. (laughs) Like, you know, like you're on Reddit, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's like, all right, I want my gay memes. I want cooking. I want video game. You know what I mean? Like I I want my certain things and everything else can go away. And then Mm. you just scroll through and it's just, you know, food, porn, memes, (laughs) kittens. And you don't have to leave your bubble. And it's, that's why I feel like we're getting more divided when we have the world at our fingertips, but yet we feel more divided than ever. And that's why, because we were more insulated or more trapped inside of our bubbles than ever before. I think the internet helps in that. A lot of people think this is a conspiracy theory, but it's been, if you re, if you look into it, it's been proven, especially with like facial recognition and AI. Um, the author, influences the reader or you know the uh the writing itself right that's a very very simple concept to understand and i truly believe good huh oh no i said go ahead okay but like you know what i mean like you know what i mean like when you if you make something a certain way you might not realize that you made it that 
your you put yourself into it right so i truly believe that you know with especially with like you said the internet you would think would educate people and expose them to new things or at least um give them the opportunity to but it it really kind of seems to have that opposite effect when you look at it as a whole and i think a lot of people will consider this a conspiracy but it's been proven you know that it's not and that's algorithms like the programs that we have built to push the clicks to push the views again because of capitalism you know and the money making of it all um we want to give people what they want but we don't know what they want we only know what they want based on what they've seen so if we're only showing them things you know and that's what the algorithms are literally built to do all those for you pages on youtube and TikTok and who you know whatever it doesn't matter all those suggestions are based on your uh behavior but how are you supposed to change that behavior or open new doors or new pathways you know if you don't ever show them anything different that's that's the you know the algorithms are great you know they fast learners but they're you know it's kind of stuck in a box and you're always going to be stuck in that box and i think that's why the internet kind of has created that big you know polar effect you know that it, it was intended to because algorithms are not people and you know as since they're not people they don't really understand that that maybe you know what maybe someone wants to see something different they want a new perspective and they don't want to just keep going same down that same rabbit hole and i think that's another reason why like the diversification because i was reading um a couple articles and they were saying that facial recognition software uh, has racial bias and that's because the people who wrote it were mostly white men so it worked the best when recognizing other white men but not people of color it would not have a very high accuracy rate of recognizing you know people of color and that's yeah. again perspective your perspective affects everything especially anything you put your effort into making yeah um I was going to say, it's it's funny, like, uh, just thinking about, like, things being directed towards you. Mm -hmm. You may not get all, but, like, if, if I opened up my YouTube, like, opened up YouTube right now, and you know how it has, like, that main front page, like, the feed of, of like, hey, here's some videos, yeah. right? Like, if, if you open the app... um. I mean, you know me well enough to to at least get this, but like, do you know what the first video is? On your like recommended? I mean, obviously you're not going to guess it, but um, something yeah. music. It's music. It's <laughs> it, it's two. It's a, a interview with a musician followed by uh, a live concert, like <laughs> a, a concert, and then followed by video game cheats. Mm. Um, a musician talking, uh, another musician, mysterious places in the United States, and then <laughs> Not a, a, a drummer who goes really fast. It's uh, 320 BPM, double pedals, music, mm. skateboarding, music. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then whatever like, happened and to our desire to for new, you know, new experiences? Like, I feel like the internet's kind of taken that from us. To get out of her comfort zone. Whatever happened to that? I don't know. I mean, I try to. Um, I mean, even like, I'll give you an example. E even though it's still in my comfort zone, of, like you already said, like, it's probably something with music. 
Um, today, I listen to an album. Like generally, I don't. If I see an album is too long, I won't listen to it. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm like, who has that kind of time? And this album in particular was an hour and a half. Uh, I don't know when the last time you sat and listened to an album by a singular artist that was an hour and a half. Like, have you ever done that? No, never. <laughs> been like, All right, here we go. Fucking. I don't think I've um, ever liked an artist or their work enough to listen to them that much to the whole out. Even Lady Gaga. I love Gaga and like the gays are going to hate me for this, but I've never, (laughs) I have never listened to one of her albums, like cover to cover, like beginning to end. Never. Oh, I I was on, I was going to defend you, but you're on your own, (laughs) (laughs) but no, yeah, I should, I should start doing that though. But you know what? Here's the thing. um, And I will come to your defense and, I, I, I wanted to talk to a little bit about this, but like you would be considered a millennial, correct? I don't think so. Actually, I, can, uh, I looked it up the other day. I'm considered uh, Gen uh, Z, a Zoomer. Which is below millennial? Yeah, it's like the one after millennials, I think. <sighs> See, I have to call on the Google list. I'm like curious now. I forgot what I looked up last time. Because I feel like anytime anyone talks about this, it's like no i'm this i'm not like no one wants to be a millennial and either they're too young or too old they'll be like oh millennials are 40 30 to 40 and i'm like what the fuck yeah so millennials are from 1980 to 1994 i'm 1998 so i am gen i gen or gen z which is 1995 see, 1980 i thought that was either because there was generation x which was right below that and Generation then, X is from 1965 to 1970, and then 1975 to 1985 is the Zennials with a Z. So yeah, the, yeah. Generation, because generation, there was the Generation Y, and I thought they came after Generation X. See, and then the, like this is when it gets confusing because it is me, confusing. I, the naming, the name is confusing because you got Generation X, which is the Baby Boomers, and then you have the Zennials. No, because baby boomers, baby boomers were from like the fifties, like late forties to the fifties, because that was when all the people were coming home. It was when all the people were coming home from war, Mm -hmm. um, from World War II. When when they all came home, they all impregnated their wives, and so like there was a big (laughs) boom. There was a big baby boom, which is why they're boomers. If anyone didn't know that, now you do. Um, <laughs> Generation X also got its name from a book. And it was about the slackers of the 90s. Uh, so I don't know how people born in the 60s could be Generation X. Well, according this, to career and, planners, it's well, uh, and this is where Generation it gets X con- baby bust. This, and this is where it gets confusing because lots of people have their own timelines. And as far as I know... Baby boomers and Gen X, I will fight people on because I know. <laughs> like, that's just, that's, you know. Um, but, like, everything after that, like, it gets hazy. But with millennials, it was supposed to be anyone who was born in the new millennium. Mm-hmm. And as far as I remember, 
the millennium started in 2000. Not I wish I was a baby boomer. I'm not going to lie. In the 1990s. Well, yeah, so do I, because then I would have been able to buy a house. Yeah, I watched the documentary, like a whole two-hour documentary on them, and like they literally got the world handed to them. I'm like, I hate. Them. I'm jealous. Honestly, I'm so jealous. Um. Yeah. So, to me, a millennial is 20 and below. Honestly, I identify with the millennials, but I guess according to this, I'm not. So. I don't know. Well, anyway, according to me, you are. <laughs> and we'll move on. Um, and it made me forget why we even started talking about this. Uh, um, well, just the differences like, between oh, the generations. Oh, no, well, just like like technology. Mm-hmm. And like being, being young and growing up around it. Um, Cause like we were just being in that bubble. Um, God, I really do need to write some of these things down. <laughs> do you think the baby boomers, uh, their parents were part of the Spanish flu? Do you think like the baby boomers now remember stories from back then about the Spanish flu? Ooh, and, like all the I'm... Americans that died? Maybe. Could somehow relate to today's pandemic. Because what are we at? Over 200,000 officially dead Americans? Yeah. I, I, I still can't believe that number. It blows my mind. I think that most baby boomers don't think about any, like they don't think outside themselves. So like I they agree. might, they might have heard some, but I mean like how often like, my mom would be considered a boomer. Like I never remember her being like, you know, my grandparents talked about the depression and, you know, I, I never heard her talk about stories about the depression or anything. It was all about her being a hippie and taking mm-hmm. acid. Like my mom was a, <laughs> was a hippie who lived in the Bay area. So like she was always in San Francisco. So like she was really in it. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, that was always what I heard. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I remember going to see that movie. We took so much acid, and then we hitchhiked over. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Comfort zone, getting out of it, love it. Yeah, it, no, it, it, it's fine until you know <laughs> you're hearing your mom talk like do her sex stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, cool, mom. <laughs> um. It, it, it's so weird. Uh, like I, my dad was a pastor, right? And my mom was a hippie. Mm-hmm. And they, they met f- fucking how, I don't know why they fell in love is another, I don't know. <laughs> but then they did and they, they had a family and, you know, me and my brother, but like, um, my dad was a closet pervert. And I remember <laughs> once I I was living in Chula Vista and I left the house, right? And like I there was like the a little there was this little tiny park um inside my apartment complex and I had like all these like gutter punks and like people like hanging out waiting for me in this little park and I'm I'm like I do I'm, the countdown to the police getting called on us had already set. 
<laughs> so it was just by the, the sheer act of us existing mm-hmm. and being there, they're like, nope, we're calling the cops. So I was like trying to hurry up so we can leave. And I remember like I left, I went down to the park and I was like, I, I'd forgotten my inhaler or something. I forgot something. So I need to go back to my house. And I was like, you guys move on. I'm going to go back to my house and grab this and I'll run and catch up with you. I say all of this because I want you to know the time frame of how long I was gone from my house, which was I left the front door. I went to the middle of the apartment complex, realized I had forgotten something and walked back. Right. Mm-hmm. So obviously hours. Like, <laughs> I, I hadn't been gone very long. And like, I get back to the house and the windows were all closed up and like the blinds were closed and everything. And so I was like, Oh, my dad's gone. And I like unlocked the door and like burst in and he was like in the dark in on this like uh, lazy boy in the dark. And it's like his hair was all messed up and like he like sat up real straight and was like fixing himself. And then like, like he was trying to like turn the channel and he was watching Baywatch. <laughs> the movie Baywatch? No, the TV show. <laughs> oh, it's even worse. <laughs> it's oh, it's even worse. <laughs> What's even worse? Because like, t- okay, look, if if I walk in on a friend watching hardcore pornography, mm. they're they're just they're shirtless and they're fucking rubbing themselves down and they just look, like lock eyes with me and they don't even stop. Like <laughs> that's that's gross. That's that's like all right, whatever. If I come in and they're watching. I don't know, volleyball or like something like that's like somewhat sexual, but not, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And all of a sudden they're just like, Hey, what's up? Like that is so much more gross. Like it's so much more pervy than you think so. Oh, it's so much I, more. Gr- I, my mind went to the opposite spectrum. I was like thinking that's all it takes to get you. That's it. <laughs> See, I wish that I had that way of thinking because it just feels like it. Because I don't know, like it, it to me, porn. It, it's like normal, where it's like like sex. All right, mm-hmm. you, you, when like everyone does it, it's a thing, and it's like it is what it is. But like when you do weird, like not sex. Like, that's when it starts, like, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm walking in on someone and they're just full-on boning and they're, like, naked, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to I walk in on someone and, like, one person's doing in a fucking interpretive dance and, like, in, like, a full vinyl suit and the other person's, like, t- like that's so much worse. <laughs> this is so much worse. <laughs> freestyle dancing just oh yeah those you know what i mean or like something or like the person is like they're feeding the other person and they're just like "Mm, who's my baby Uh, Uh (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah like shit like that where it's like that is it's so less like graphic and it's pg Mm -hmm. and i could put that on tv but it's so much more disturbing to me to sexualize it yeah that's that's a lot (laughs) Uh, so like 
You caught your papa in the middle of the act. Oh my god! But like, so my mom would always. Uh, I'm I'm surprised I turned out as normal as I did. But like, <laughs> so I have I like I grew up with a weird thing with sex because it was like my mom was free and open, you know, and because she's my mom, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And then my dad was very closeted about it where it's like he had all these crazy urges and desires, but like they, you know, instead of like going to a strip joint, he would stare at someone at a Walmart parking lot. Not saying he did that, but you know what I mean? It was Mm -hmm. like that equivalent of like, like, Oh, I'm going to go sit in the park and just fucking Google the girls. Like, ugh, (laughs) so gross. But like, you know what I mean? And, but my mom, it's just like, Oh Yeah. I uh I gave this dude head and he gave me a ride to Monterey. Like what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> so yeah, I had a, a a weird a weird upbringing with that like yeah, two polar opposites. I would have been I would have loved your mom. <laughs> and she was great like man, I I'll never forget uh in high school once I was in my bedroom and I came out to a living room filled with my friends. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh shit. When did all you get here? I was like, cool. All right. You know, like, and I grabbed like a soda and went in my bedroom thinking that everyone was going to follow me. Mm -hmm. And I like picked up my video games, just like started playing games and it's like, where the fuck is everybody? And I walked back out and they were all gone. And I was like, what the fuck? What happened? I was like, where'd everyone go? They were like, oh, they had to leave. And I was like, so they just stopped in to see you? <laughs> Which was, yes, that was the case. Your mom? Just damn to see your mom? Yeah. It was like a, <laughs> a, a, it was like this huge group of girls. Oh. I, don't, I like, that's what I gotta say. Like, out of the whole hippie movement, I appreciate the sexual, like, the D... You know, like the D, I don't know. I don't understand. I really don't understand that. That whole old conservative Christian uh, thought of associating sex with, you know, guilt or sinfulness. Like, how do you think you got here? You know, like, how the hell did you think you got here? Uh, The stork dropped you off? UPS? You know, like what? Like, no. And it even says in the Bible, go forth and procreate. You know, It's it's in your book. It's how you got here. You know, Adam but, and Eve were literally naked walking around. So why on earth? If there's any evangelical people listening, we we have procreated enough. We have multiplied plenty. <laughs> you can knock it off. I don't know where. I, I think I heard it. I don't know where the hell I heard it, but somewhere online. But I love it so much. It's hard, It's it's dark, but it's funny. And it's it basically says... Jesus died for your sins. So if you don't sin, he died for nothing. (laughs) And I love that so much because it is so true. If you do not sin, then he did die for nothing. And that's what I tell like those that's what I I tell those stuck up Christians. I'm like, God gave you the choice. God gave you free will. And what that comes with is the freedom to choose. So if you don't exercise it, then he gave it to you for nothing. So don't, you know, don't be judging people for literally exercising their God, their God-given gift to choose. 
Yeah. I mean, there, there's certain, I will, I will say this. There are certain Christians who live by that, you know, by that motto of just like, God gave you a choice. That's what you're choosing. And I choose mm-hmm. to love the sinner, hate the sin, love the sinner. Exactly. Um, I knew when I was in, this was like high school, end of high school, like into my twenties mm-hmm. or my like early, early twenties. Like um, I knew this kid who went to every party, went to all the shows and like hung out with people. He played in like fucking bands. Like he was in a punk rock band. He was in like an electronic band. Like he was in all these bands and he was just a cool guy. Super, super, super nice. But the main part is he went to all the parties, right? Mm -hmm. He was extremely Christian. He didn't drink. He didn't smoke. He didn't have sex. None of that stuff, right? You know what else he didn't do? He never preached or like judged people. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't at the party to tell you like you're doing something wrong. He was there to socialize. He's like, well, this is where all my friends are. Why would I not be at this party? Mm-hmm. You know? And it wasn't until years into our friendship that I found out that he was a Christian. Wow. And I don't even remember how I found out, but it was something like, wait, what? You're a Christian? And he's like, oh yeah, man. I'm like, but you're at every party. Oh, not doing cocaine and screwing people in the bathroom. Shit. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you all are always like sipping a soda pop. See, like that's what I'm saying. People, we need more people like that. Because I feel like I just, I grew up in the church. I grew up Seventh-day Adventist. From the moment I was born, my parents took me to church and I was there basically uh, up until like basically high school I was still I mean I don't go to church now um but I was going in high up until high school I would go almost every Saturday less than high school more in middle school but I grew up in the church and like when Christians talk to me and they want to quote the bible sweetie I have almost the whole thing memorized against my will (laughs) I might add and there's I just, I just really disapprove and find it so disappointing how people love to pick and choose when it comes to the Bible. Like either you take it as a whole or you leave it wholly. You know what yeah. I mean? Like leave it entirely. Don't pick and choose what you want to believe just for it to fit your agenda because that was the whole damn point of Jesus telling you. You get to choose. Either you choose me or you don't. That's it. That's it. You know, he, he says it himself. You know, you don't, there is no, you know, um, using me don't use me that's what he said don't take my name in vain and it's not just saying god damn it and holy shit it's don't don't take his name in vain in all aspects don't (laughs) claim that you're his and then do exactly what he told you not to do you know what i mean like especially in the bible in the bible it says god sees all sins the same you talking shit about one neighbor with your other is the same to him as if you took a knife and stabbed and killed that neighbor it is the same to him there is no difference to him all sin is sin and and another bible uh you know thing that people seem to forget is he said there's nothing more important than loving thy neighbor nothing more important you know so you just you when people getting on their high horse and saying that jesus put him there no he didn't he didn't put you there you put yourself there now get down and stop acting like a fool yeah i uh two things 
one i remember being in a group full like of people who were pretty religious and and talking about a place and I was like this goddamn place and saying like and that is not blasphemous god has damned this place <laughs> mm-hmm. um i was speaking of temecula because that place is a fucking <laughs> That's a hot. hellhole. <laughs> I hate that. I was like, like this... in the yeah, I was like, God hates this place. He has damned it in this goddamned place. Um, but I always think of that as like when people talk about blasphemy, I'm like, I'm not being blasphemous. This is a damned, this is damned by God. Um, second, I think, uh, I th- I think it's it's hard for people to to live by certain because like really with certain things um, I, I've talked about this ad nauseum on here so forgive me listeners but like when it comes to religion it's with Christianity specifically it's splintered off into so many subsects it's not just one thing it's not christianity it's evangelical it's seventh day at the baptists you know like it's all these different um different like splintered off groups right Mm -hmm. but it's the teachings of one person it shouldn't have so many things but because humans can't agree on fucking anything especially when it comes to like big picture stuff like our souls and eternity, mm-hmm. you know, people get lost in the interpretation and it's like, well, when he said this, he meant this, or I, I think we should take it more literal. I think we should take it uh, as, you know, a metaphor and more figuratively. And then I think, you know, we should pray to the Trinity and that's like, no, we should only pray to Jesus and no, no, this and that. And so it's, it's arguments. See, like it, no one can agree on the teachings of one person. And um, it, it, it fucking, it splinters off. So when you talk about love thy neighbor, like there, there's certain groups where they don't focus on love. They focus on like my, one of my exes, her mom, I forget what they're called, but like they only focus on the end of times. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. And I remember like being in the car with her and then like everything was Armageddon going that's to hell. Right there. Yeah. And it's crazy. And it's like, why would you want to spend your life always like that's, that's it. That's how you're going to spend all your time and your life. Just thinking about the end of days and the afterlife. Like what the fuck kind of life is that? Mm-hmm. But I mean that people do it and they choose it and whatever. Uh, Godspeed. But, um, you know, that is a huge problem right there to where much like internet headlines, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people who, when you talk about picking and choosing, there's a lot of Christians who probably have never even read the Bible. Or they read it and like, eh, like, it doesn't retain. It's like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there's there's plenty who do, but... Christian uh, and Christian, the name only. Yeah, I mean, but look, 
I did an entire episode about sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you listen to it. If not, doesn't matter. You know where it, it, it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible, nowhere, not one. If you think it does, challenge me again. I put that out the first time. I put it out <laughs> again because it, it doesn't say it. <clears throat> it talks about perversion. It talks about you know different stuff like that, like having perverse thoughts and and different things, but never sex before marriage. Also, never. people need to realize the Bible is it. It literally says in the Bible it was inspired by God, written by man. The only thing the Bible ever says that was directly written by God were the Ten Commandments on the two stone tablets. So I always tell people. Take it with a grain of salt, baby, because this was not written in English. You really think they were speaking English back in wh- whatever, you know, yeah. camel writing country that Jesus lived in at that time? No. You know, this it was written in a language, which was translated into another, which was translated into another. And we're human. Mistakes are bound to occur. Like, for example, back in 19, it was 1982 or something, or 1940, excuse me, um, one thing I recently learned is that Bible quote all the homophobes use, thou shall not lie with another man as thy lieth with a woman. That I thought that was in the Bible like since the beginning. Turns out mm-hmm. that's only been in the Bible since the 1940s. I didn't know that until someone told me and I had to do my own research and it turns out it was changed here in America first actually it was changed by the Vatican first then it was changed here in America and then it kind of slowly spread across the world but books from Germany and like Sweden and like other European countries and even the original text in Latin that phrase says it's it's about pedophilia it says thou shall not uh, those who lie with children shall not inherit the kingdom of God it's literally about pedophilia and mm. saying don't do it so like I always tell people, like, don't take it with a little grain of salt because people are the ones who wrote it and we're not perfect. We make mistakes. Uh, They weren't intentional. They weren't made to misguide you or mislead you, but they were made. And people just take it for face value. Again, another horrible trait of people taking things for face value. Yeah. I mean, that's what people do. I think... um... When it, when it gets to religion, it gets really tricky because um, once again, it boils, you know, it, like not being wrong is a huge factor. It brings it back. I think religion is just fear of death. Like you said, we all fear death and we want an answer for what's after that. And we all hope it's rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. And that's I what mean, it offers us. And that's what it offers us. When, when I was younger, I remember hearing that like when I die, I will, you know, you go to heaven, you get to watch your entire life. And I remember being younger, trying to do entertaining things, being like, I'm going to be watching this. I got to keep it entertaining. You know, instead (laughs) of just like sitting, doing nothing and be like, all right, I love that. That is a fascinating perspective. (laughs) And, but then, you know, they, they tell you, you watch your entire life and then God with God, like you're in a movie room and he has nothing better Mm -hmm. to do. And, uh, and then afterwards you, you know, go about your business and then, but like in heaven, the roads, the roads were paved with gold. Why we need roads or why they're paved with gold. Yeah. Fucking beyond me. Like, but when I was six, 
Like, yeah. Ooh. And then we all live in mansions. Mm -hmm. Now, does it say this in the Bible? Uh, not that I know of. <laughs> mm -hmm. But at my church, that's what they said. You know, and I remember my dad saying things like that, where it's like, oh, you're going to go to heaven. It's going to be all this great stuff. And it's like, but why? Why do I need a mansion? Why do I need a road paved with gold? Mm -hmm. And then... You know, because I was six, I started my existential crisis of infinity of being like, oh, I'm going to die and then live in heaven forever. For it's never going to end. Never going to like never, ever. And then just trying to wrap my six-year-old brain around infinity. I remember asking that question to my grandma when I was little. I was like, are we ever going to get bored? Because if you live forever, you're going to do everything. And then my grandma's, <laughs> my grandma's old Christian, you know, thought was, he's just going to keep making more stuff. <laughs> How illogical is that? You're just going to get bored of everything. <laughs> Jesus and God is just never going to stop making things. Like at what point it's going to get boring, you know, at what, you know, like the concept of infinity or forever is a difficult concept alone. But when you put yourself in it, you're like, I'm going to get bored, you know, you will get bored. And like, um, there, uh, there is some stuff that like, oh, I, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but there's like, um, something out there that like deals with that. I'll tell you what it is afterwards. Uh, but yeah, like, but it goes back to the fear of death because like, all right, we're, I'm going to die, but then I'm going to live in heaven forever. Then I'll never die. You know, like that seems insane, but like, it's weird. Cause like, I don't want to die. Mm -hmm. Um, but like also the thought of forever, it sucks. Yeah. It's so easy like, to be an atheist, and the only reason I believe in God is because I've seen, like, paranormal shit. There's evidence of it, and I'm like, if that exists, then there must be an opposite side of that coin, you know what I mean? Okay, I'm glad you brought that up, because I just had a conversation with this, and, like, m my wife, who is very much an atheist, um, mm -hmm. she believes in ghosts. And I'm like, I don't understand how you can believe in ghosts, but not a God. Because to yeah. me, they kind of go hand in hand. And I had a conversation. Uh, I did an episode just recently about ghosts with one of my friends. And we talked about that. It hasn't uh, aired yet. Like, I haven't put it up. But she was saying how there is a difference between, like, because we talked about hauntings. And I was like, well how come because her parents house is haunted right according to her and but it like it's not all the time it's only sometimes so i was like well how whoa like how come it's only sometimes and it's not all you know what i mean like and how come it's not this over that and, and she was like well i think there's spirits and then there's demons you know like the demons are the ones who are doing the paranormal activity shit. Mm -hmm. And then like the spirits are just kind of hanging around. Yeah. Where's and the delineation there? So he, and, but I brought up that there is a theory of 
parallel universes, right? Mm-hmm. Do you believe in those? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I could see it. I don't know. Not really. Because, like, okay. I will kind of make sense. Because, like, fact, the universe is ever expanding. And if that's possible, then I kind of can think maybe for every option, there is a, you know, budding universe of that. You know what I mean? Like that whole yeah. like, Mandela effect thing where like there's a universe you did do that and there's a universe where you didn't. Yeah. So the the theory that I heard is a little less like TV sci-fi of like, well, you know, my one way went left and this one went right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are those theories and there are plenty of scientists who subscribe to those thoughts and, and that, you know, but this particular one that I heard was that we we function on like radio waves, right? And think about it like your fingers and mm-hmm. how your like fingers can interlock, right? Mm-hmm. So that will be like the radio waves and they're all kind of separate and they're all functioning on their own wavelength and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes the energy and wavelength, like they'll, they'll, they'll bleed into each other. Like, so, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So you like your fingers are kind of interlocked, but then like you move them over, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're kind of going on top of each other. And then that's their explanation for ghosts. It's not necessarily that it's a spirit who is stuck here and trying to find their way to the hereafter, but it is another dimension, another parallel universe. You know what I mean? Another wavelength. The only somehow... reason I believe that and I could, I would believe that is because it's already been proven. It was actually, I think it was believe Einstein who first theorized that time is relative. And then only recently did they discover that every time a black, a new black form, uh, sorry, a black hole forms is there's a distortion in time. And the mm-hmm. way they are able to do that is I don't really, I don't know the fucking science, but beyond me, I'm big brain, I'm smooth brain. But the the I, what from what I understand is they basically bounce a laser off a mirror and back to the point of origin, mm-hmm. and like when a new black form a black black form black hole is formed, it is so powerful that time is distorted and there's an you, there's a visible difference between the original laser and the one that's being bounced back in the mirror. Like you can actually see the difference. Yeah, and and then and there's also stories I was reading on. It was a YouTube Reddit compilation of stories of people saying that they've walked, had these weird experiences where one second they're like in in the present, and then the next second, like for example, this guy said that he walked into his local bar that I guess was a historical bar, and this was in Boston somewhere. That's what I remember specifically. It was a bar, historic landmark somewhere there, or at least it was in the neighborhood a long time. And he said he was walking in there to meet his friend. And as soon as he entered the door, it was like he was in a movie set. Everything was like from 60 years ago. And like he looked around, people were looking at him and like, um, but like nobody was interacting with him because obviously you you wouldn't interact with someone who just walked in through the door if you didn't know them. Right. So Mm -hmm everybody was acting normal like it was normal and he was the odd one out and then the next thing you know he said that he like her his ears popped or something i don't know he described some weird symptom where he ears popped blinked and then everything was back to normal and those are described as like mini time jumps or something like that or i don't like i don't know there's a whole whole explanation for it but apparently that's like proof 
that time is a relative that you can jump or there are gaps or loop, I don't know. It's a whole thing, but I kind of believe it because if they were able to prove that black holes can disrupt time with science, then I'm kind of inclined to believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more on, on board with the, the radio frequencies than I am with there's a ghost who needs to fucking figure out who killed him so they can move on. I, yeah, like, I, I also, I, the frequency thing, thing I believe, too, because, like, look at, um, I don't know, there's, there's like, uh, frequencies used in, like, uh, what's that weird cat fact? Like, the frequency that cats purr actually helps promote healing in their bodies or something like that? Oh, uh, I don't know. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, it's like, there's, sound is a thing, science behind it. I wouldn't would not doubt if frequencies of another kind existed you know what i mean i would not doubt it for a second if you told me that i would believe you if there was a paper published i'd believe it well and and see that's the thing with like when it comes to ghosts in particularly like or in particular well anything really supernatural because like i've done so much research on history uh of certain things where it's like the reason why we think devils look the way we did we do is because like with the red skin and it's because of an artist oh god like i you know what recently, i mean yeah i get it because well, recently like, i looked up angels according to the bible have you seen pictures of them they're Those? fucking gnarly terrifying to my dad I talked to my dad once and my like I said my dad was super religious and I remember telling him about I can't remember what but he's like he's like you really want to trip out he's like look up this passage and it was something about a fucking wheel with like a hundred eyes and yeah and I was just like what the fuck is this (laughs) yeah man like the there's like there's tears of angels according to the bible and like the archangels at the top have like four faces and like yeah i I remember telling about the multiple faces yeah i'm like i don't want to meet one of those i don't i'm sorry i don't i i remember him telling me too about like how uh you know when like an angel would come down and that they were it was so overwhelming that like the 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 people would worship them and Mm -hmm. and like and it's like well of course you're fucking (laughs) terrified (laughs) yeah like all you've seen is you know your family members and you know your Mm -hmm. three donkeys that you own and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden a four-faced fucking lion creature comes out of nowhere and you're like (laughs) your brain breaks absolutely i can see that like no offense <laughs> to my guardian angel but if you look like that maybe stay invisible <laughs> yeah, no shit. um but you know like I've, I've seen so many things where it's like dante's uh, inferno is how we picture hell and so it's like there's so much like artistic uh artistic things that shaped the way we think about the afterlife the way we think think about supernatural you know yeah. So it's like when we think of ghosts and it's like, oh, well, they're here because they have unfinished business. And it's like, that's fucking every movie that's ever been made because you you have to have some kind of, you know what I mean? Like some kind mm-hmm. of story. Um, but like I was telling my friend, I'm like, I want to make a, a movie where it's nothing. It's there's a ghost who just kind of sits and looks at your bookshelf 
He doesn't take out the books. <laughs> he just kind of looks at it, sits on your he couch. He, he doesn't do shit. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, like, it's a sad existence, but if there was no other alternative in the afterlife, I think I'd take that over nothing, you know? being a ghost just wandering aimlessly at least you get to see the progress you know that you weren't there to participate in and that's that's another thing man this this conversation's full of full circles um <laughs> going back to death that's another thing where i'm like i think that a lot of people uh hang oh, on it to pisses the, I, me off that pisses well, they, me off that i'm not gonna be here to see things well no it, that they hold on to the idea of ghosts because if there's a ghost that means we're not just going to die and have zero uh, like consciousness anymore that we're just going to yeah. be like, like, you know, a candle just mm-hmm. up, like snuffed out and that's it. It's either we're going to hell or going to heaven, or we might hang out here and watch over our loved ones. Mm-hmm. And that provides comfort. And but it provides like- a, tell me though does that does that like do you feel that way because i that's one thing people think i'm i've said it before and people call me crazy like one thing about death that upsets me like is my sense of feeling uh cheated i am not going to be able to see what the future holds you know like i genuinely want to know what's going to happen after i die you know like we've already come so far and like the past yeah. 30 years technology wise, you know, alone, I would love to see, you know, I don't, I'm not going to live 200, hopefully, but I, don't, I doubt it, but I would love to know what happens from 200 years from now. You know what I mean? No, I mean, me too. I, I would love to know, like, I want to live as long as possible to <laughs> see as much as I possibly can. Um, mm. And I yeah, do feel cheated like, though. That's like specifically what I feel like cheated. Like I'm like I'm not gonna get to see it. That's some bullshit. Well, I mean, the, there's there was a couple times when it's like the Marvel movies, for example, where I'm like, I'm already of a certain age, where they're just starting to get good. I can't imagine in 20, 30 years, <laughs> when I'm fucking old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Or what's it going to be like then? Like when my kids' kids are are going to the movies. So yeah, I mean, I get it. Mine, I, I don't feel necessarily as cheated as just sad. <laughs> like, like, oh man. Well, speaking of the future and today, the present what do you think is within the next couple of years do you think this pandemic's gonna last ever gonna get uh, better herd immunity six million dead is that a reporter said yeah i don't know uh honestly i think i, I don't think that it's going away anytime soon do you think more specifically do you think people will get like fed up enough to actually like follow the rules you know those anti-mask people the whole conspiracy people do you think they'll ever like learn no you don't think so no i have i don't know i want to be i'll tell you i'll tell you why i'll tell you why before you answer um the only way if if you're already like 
fucking, oh, nothing's going to happen to me. Like, uh, if your mind is made up, not much is going to change it. The only thing that will change it, the only thing, is if they actually get it. And I don't even know if that will fucking change their mind unless they're on their deathbed being like, oh, I should have done things differently. But you know what's going to happen? They're going to die, and that person who has changed their mind is going to be dead. You know what I mean? I think... I think the only way, and this is like kind of messed up to say, but I really do think it. Think it. That's going to be the only way. The only way these people are going to learn for themselves the truth is either, like you said, either they themselves get it and die, or are near death, uh, or one of their loved ones dies. And I just find that so disappointing and disheartening that it's going to take something that extreme for them to come to grips with reality. And it's like. That's kind of it's sad as well, if you think about it. It's going to take one of your loved ones' lives lost for you to finally take it seriously. You know, like, like they were just saying in the news, uh, NBC was talking about it, like, when you think about it, 200,000, that's a lot of people. But, like, when you, when you, like, I don't know, like, it, it's a lot. You know in your mind that's a lot but why aren't we surprised about it? You know, like, I feel like as a nation, like, why are we not like more shocked or sad about it? Because when I say it out loud, 200,000 people, Americans specifically have died from coronavirus. It has, it feels like, like another headline, you know, like the California fires or someone won the lottery. There's no like sadness behind it, even though it is reality. It's not, I'll tell you why. And it, it boils down to it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. I mean, it, it's spread out. It, it, it sucks that that's pretty much the answer. But I mean, realistically, like, look, uh, look with the Holocaust as an example of, you know, why wasn't it stopped? Why wasn't it? it that shit didn't happen overnight. Mm hmm that it was a it was a process you know what i mean like they started little small they said i remember when it was like san diego county um had like three cases you know and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. it fucking but then i remember the three like spiked to 200 to a thousand like and that was like oh my god i like i had panic attacks for sure but then like it went from an extreme which was when everybody was shutting the fuck up and hoarding toilet paper to you know being super pissed off like this is america god damn it i'll go outside and cop in everyone's face if i want to <laughs> um you know what i mean like uh -huh. but that number it it went up and then it kept going up and kept going up and kept going up. But like, there was a period when it kind of skyrocketed a little bit, but like, yeah, it's been, we've had time to watch it grow. And like, so even I, I, I honestly believe even if it was 3 million Americans had died, we would still be like the, you know, the people who are worried about it would still be worried about it. And the people who aren't wouldn't be. Yeah. Like, like as shitty as it is, 
That's what, like... said in the beginning, man. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed and ashamed because how can people be so selfish? Like, that's why I put up, like, the anti-mask people. I'm like, I hate it, too, dude. Like, my face feels like it's constantly, like, sweating off. Like, it's a sauna on my face. I hate it. No one fucking likes it. But I do it. Yeah, no one likes it. You think I'm fucking out there humming a tune with this fucking hot piece of shit on my face? No, I want it off. I don't want to wear it. And I wear glasses, too. I can't see anything. Oh, yeah, Half the I know. time I leave my house and I'm wearing a goddamn mask, my glasses are fogged up. I can't see shit. Okay, thank God I could take it off in my car or else I would have been dead by now. Uh, like, and... But the reason I wear it is because I know people are dying. And I know if I wear it, you know, it reduces the chances of someone else dying. And if you can't be that decent of a human being, do the bare fucking minimum, then honestly, like, I I truly, like, I I don't remember where I read it, but it's like Taiwan or some Asian country is forcing the anti-mask people to dig the graves of people who have died of COVID. And I would very much like to see that happen here. Very much like to see that happen here. You you think it's fake? Okay, let's walk you through the morgue. Let's let's show you the bodies. Get, I you know, think only the shocking will get really get people to change their mind. The, the I, ugly truth. I like that. I like that idea, and I wish we did something similar here. But, um, I would also do like if it was you know I was a dictator, which fingers crossed one day. <laughs> um. I would be all right. I would accept you know, that decision. I would I'd be like, okay, listen, you you want to do you want to do your thing. You want to be free and do like not wear masks and and get your hair cut because none of us want fucking haircuts, right? Um, cool. You can get the fuck out, and you're not allowed to try. You're you're more. You do. You're going to be a self sufficient island. You don't trade with anyone. You can't travel anywhere. Fuck you. Get out. I would probably, I don't know if I'd be able to be that cruel, but if you truly believe this is a hoax, then I want you to sign a waiver, a legal, legal waiver acknowledged at the highest courts that says, you know, I don't, I believe this is hoax. Okay. Hoax. Okay. Sure. Sign this. And this basically says, you know, if we need a ventilator and you end up being on one, we're going to take it from you and you're just going to be left to die. You give up yeah. your medical uh, privileges, you know, <laughs> right to life is considered a privilege in this country. Thanks to capitalism. You get that taken away. Goodbye. And, you know, that goes yeah. bye bye. Yeah. I mean, the sad thing is, though, like, man, everyone thinks everything's a hoax. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of That Meddlesome Jerk.